All right, so I have a fun activity for the grown-ups as well. So um, I'm not quite sure how to do this, but uh, I got two, two cups and two. Uh, so please, please take a, a card, and if you need a pen, and yeah, yeah, awesome. Thank you. So as you're getting this card, and, and for the kids, you have a, um, a coloring paper, which is probably more fun than the card, actually. So, so grown-ups, I suppose, if you want a coloring paper and one's left, you certainly <laughs> should feel free. Um, but here's what I'd like you to do. On that 3 by 5 card, um, there, there are going to be two sides. Side one, you write two things on. So I, I helpfully wrote down for you the first thing and the second thing. <laughs> and then on side two, you're going to write one thing. Okay? So on the first side, this is going to be your words. I'm going to give you two different things to write down. But on the other side, these are going to be God's words. God's words to you. So as we go along, um, hopefully we'll get that all figured out. So if you'd pray with me quick. Oh, no, wait a minute. Everybody's passing stuff around. That's not fair. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'll, I'll wait a sec. We don't have to rush. Did you guys get cards and, and pens? Oh, that's all. Gosh. Wow. It takes a village and also many hands make light work. Thank you very much. How are we feeling? Are we at a good place where we couldn't pray? Awesome. Lord God, it is a privilege to be in your presence freely. Our hearts are heavy for the people you love so much who can't meet freely before you, but who must hide, who face terrible things if they were to admit their love for you, and yet they do. How you must be blessed and grieved at the same time. And how deeply thankful we are that you've placed us in a, in a country, in a nation, in a, in a place where we can gather in this way so freely. And we ask now that as your presence is with us, that you would help us to see deep things. Help us to see you more clearly. And would you help us to see ourselves through your eyes? We ask it to the praise of your grace. Amen. All right, so I got side two. All right, so, so I, I sent this passage out. It's such an interesting passage. And I wanted to ask you, what's the first thing that catches your eye? Now, I, I'm told Jack is the head microphone guy. Is that right? Okay. And, um, and, there, and we've got runners. And so if you, if you raise your hand, then they can bring the, the mic to you, and then everybody gets to hear what you have to say, which... I would love to hear what you have to say. It's such an interesting passage. So, so what first catches your eye about this passage? Anything that strikes you about it? Yeah, okay, right here. So I don't know if this is relevant or off topic. It's on? Okay. It reminded me of when the Israelites left through the Exodus, and there's a point where they're told to go out, buy from people, and 
like wine and food, whatever, and, and basically celebrate. Mm-hmm. And when I first started reading, I'm like, is that the same passage? And I'm like, nope, that's not. So but that's what it made me think of. So, so just having a big celebration and inviting them to go out and do that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, over here. We got, oh, we got one there, and then we'll go there. Yeah. So it says, whatever you desire, to bring that and, and have that with the, in the presence of the Lord. So it was, it was meant to be, you know, really like a, a festival of some kind, yeah. Yeah, that caught my eye, too. Sometimes I tell people to bring a brown bag lunch, then you'll be sure to eat something that you like. There's a lot of freedom in it. Um, it's, it's what you want to make of it, which to me is a very comforting feeling that the Lord takes each of us where, like where I am. Mm -hmm. And if this were instructed to me, whatever you want, like for me, it wouldn't be oxen, but, but I do, (laughs) (laughs) but I just, I really appreciate that it's, God is not a God of, of those kind of rigid, he is in some ways, but in, in this way of celebrating him, there's not a rigidity or a structure that is right or wrong. It's, it's this very come as you are mentality. I, And have some beer and popcorn. I mean, that is what that's saying. Is that your picture of God? The first time I saw that, I thought, "What, well, really? God drinks wine? Wow!" Over here. Struck me the first was it says, "Go to the place that the Lord your God will choose," and I'm like, "How? How is He going to tell us?" Because I, I would like to know in, in a pretty concrete terms. But looking at the whole passage, it's. You know, you and, and God are in a collaboration on this one. God's like, here's a good spot for a party. And then you come and you're like, all right, here are the things that I would like to have at this party. And then you're partying together. It is definitely a collaboration. I kind of see this as God saying, come on over to my place and, uh, and bring some stuff. And, and let's, let's just have some fun together. Did we get everything that you saw that you saw? I think it's really a cool passage. So this was God's invitation to every Jewish family. Once a year, everyone was invited to this feast to eat at God's table. And they were going to eat all their favorite things, drink their favorite things, have delicacies, save up for this. It's a very special occasion. And what it was for was to celebrate the first fruits of the harvest. So that's an exciting time because, you know, you're saying to yourself, oh, it worked. I planted seeds and they came up and made plants and and then I harvested them. Oh, look at this. We have all this food. And so God said, let's enjoy that together because, of course, God is the one who makes it grow. And so this is what we kind of do. We have a Thanksgiving and that gives us an opportunity also to thank God for what we appreciate. And I, I tried to think of broad categories. So I was thinking relationships, including with people or with your favorite pet, you know, relationships, life experiences, but also significant life events. So here comes the first thing on your card. What comes to mind that you're thankful for? Write it down, but leave some space for the second thing. And, you know, 
It could be the first thing that pops into your mind that might be the thing that you're the most thankful for. Or if you want to take a minute and think about it, that's fine too. Everybody have a chance to write at least one thing down that you're thankful for, relationships, life events, life experiences. Maybe it's a great memory. You're thankful for that great memory. And the truth is, when life is going well, uh, Thanksgiving feels great, right? Just seems to come naturally. It's a great holiday. Oh, wow. In fact, um, I've talked to a number of different families that have uh, ways that they prepare for Thanksgiving. One of them is that they have a, a thank you jar. And, and every time they're thankful for something throughout the year, they throw the thank you into the jar. And then at Thanksgiving, they take the jar out and everybody starts reading the things that they'd been saving up all year to say thank you about. Oh, that's a great idea. Um, I mean, I've never done it, but it sounds really cool. But what if things are not going great? What if you're really burdened by something? I mean, a lot of us are burdened. We have a lot of grief going on this year among us. What if something's weighing you down that, that you just can't seem to get out from under? What if um, you're suffering some kind of a loss or you're really stressed out? What if looking forward to Thanksgiving just makes you feel tired and maybe kind of lonely? What about that? And, and we know we're supposed to be thankful all the time, but, but how is it possible to be thankful when you're just not feeling it? when it doesn't feel like there's much to be thankful for. So I'm going to show you this passage again, but it's going to have another one next to it. And this one says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And I remember... The first time it dawned on me that God makes God's heart vulnerable to people. We can actually hurt God. God has made God's self vulnerable to us. But we can also make God glad. If you, if you just do a little, like, word search, like, let's say, in Bible Gateway, Asking it to tell you the times that we can bless God, it just shows up again and again and again. Blessed be to God. And uh, that's really what love is. Love is making ourselves vulnerable to each other so that we can be truly seen and we can be truly heard. Here's a big one. So that we can feel felt. Have you heard that phrase before? It's when someone else is feeling your feeling with you, and you know it. Your feeling felt. That's a huge feeling. That can only happen when you're vulnerable with each other, and that's what God does with us. So sometimes when we're feasting with God, if we're being vulnerable with the Lord, I mean, the Lord knows oceans of pain. Sometimes it just means sharing our troubles, sharing what hurts, what angers, what discourages, what, what saddens. So this is the second thing. Write down what's weighing heavy on you. I don't think there's a single one of us in this room that doesn't have at least something that's making us sad or angry or frustrated or makes us feel lonely or tired or invisible or isolated or something 
overburdened, underthanked, something. Write that down. It's probably, you know, maybe something popped in your head and you're like, well, I'm not going to write that down. That's probably the thing you should write down. Uh, it's probably the last thing you would say at a Thanksgiving meal with all the nice people around the table. But that's, that's the true thing. That's what being vulnerable with God is like. I'm going to give you another couple seconds. No, but it wouldn't be much of a conversation if it's just a monologue. And I can tell you, sometimes I feel like I'm actually praying to the wall, or if I look up, I'm praying to the ceiling. But it feels kind of like a monologue, like I'm going through my list, um, but hello, are you there? Um, so every Tuesday morning, uh, for a while now, I've been meeting with a group of friends, and here's what we do. We spend half of our time, prayer time, we write down the things that we're thankful for, including hard things. Sometimes you don't know how to say other than, thank you, God, for this hard thing. I'm not sure why I'm thanking you, but I, I am. And then the other half of the time, we write down what we hear the Lord saying to us. Now, in a way, you have to suspend your fears and your censoring in your head. Maybe this is just my voice. Maybe this is just what I want God to say. Just suspend that. And write what you sense the Lord is doing, but not yet. I wanted... Uh, a friend who I've never met, and I have prepared something for you. Um, so I'd like you to try to tune your heart to the sound of God's voice within you. And I'm going to read you some passages from Scripture to some music written by someone who I, makes me feel felt. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Since you were precious in my sight, you have been honored, and I have loved you. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. I, the Lord, give you power when you are worn out and strength when you are weak. My ways are perfect. They are entirely worthy of your trust. With me in your life, all things are possible. You are fearfully and wonderfully made by me. I see your love for me when you follow my instruction. You can never be separated from my love. My love is made complete in you when you keep my words. As you draw near to me, I draw near to you. You display a new nature because you are a new person created in my likeness, holy and true. The secret is that I live in you and you have assurance of sharing my glory. I satisfy you when you are thirsty 
and fill you with good things when you are hungry. Keep my words in your heart. They are health to your whole body. I am for you, so no one can ever be against you. In me you live and move and exist. Through prayer, my peace guards your heart and mind. You will find strength in me, the Lord your God. You have rest in your soul because you come to me when you are weary. I'll show you who that friend is at the end of our time doing this. But I want, to, want you to think now. What is the Lord saying to you this morning in response to what you've said to him? One day, we will all feast together with God. As Isaiah said, on this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wines, a rich food filled with marrow of well-aged wines strained clear. And it's a feast that Jesus is even now looking forward to celebrating with us. As he says, I tell you, I will never again drink of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. So this morning, we have a chance to encourage each other with things that we're thankful for or things that we're burdened by, and yet we see that God is walking with us, that God hears, God knows, God feels what we feel. And just as... Uh, Right at the end, this, his name is Alexander Shamalev, and he writes beautiful music. He lived in Kiev. He now doesn't live in Kiev. He lives in an outlying village. And here's what he's thankful for in the middle of his war-torn country, for those who support him and helped him move his family to a safe place. And so I'm going to move back to this slide here, uh, these last three. And, um, and open it up to sharing. Now, Christina, we're going to have the kids go first. Do you want to have, do you want to do that? Or do you want me to? Okay, I can do it. <laughs> Any kids have something that you um, would like to say thank you about? And you can talk in a microphone, too. Well, we, I'm thankful for uh, apples and the strawberries and bubble gum. Wow, me too. <laughs> I like all those things. I will bring that to my feast. So, um, yes, his mouth was on this, so I don't know what you want to do about that. But they, each child got a sheet that says, I am thankful for. And while Miss Joanne was speaking, they had to choose three things to put in their sheet to draw or to write. So those were the three things that Matthew chose. Good, good things. Any other children like to 
I am thankful for friends and family. Me too. I'm thankful for my Auntie Crystal and my family. Oh, that's a beautiful thing to be thankful for. I hope that this can be something that gives you an opportunity to listen to God. For me, it helps when there's music to start my prayer, talking to God, and then to be quiet and listen to what God has to say to me. <laughs> 